Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. Our broadcast today features a conversation from our most recent Meta Strategy Digital Symposium on the topic of digital platforms as strategic growth drivers. The conversation featured Sri Santhanam, the Executive Vice President and Global Head of Analytics and Artificial Intelligence at Experian, and Anjana Arve, the Global Chief Information Officer of Fresenius Medical Care. The gentleman who led that conversation was the Vice President and Head of Meta Strategy's West Coast Office, Chris Davis. Chris, welcome and great to see you. Thank you. You too, Peter. Well, Chris, um, you know what an interesting topic you covered at our symposium, digital platforms as strategic growth drivers. Uh, talk a bit about this. There's a fair amount that's written about the power of platforms. We all use them in various ways in our personal lives as well. And uh, you know, it, there's there what's sometimes less understood is the implications of this in B2B organizations also. But give, give a brief overview, if you would, as to why you thought this was an interesting topic for us to tackle. Yeah, I think what's really fascinating, Peter, and we talk about this in the interview itself, but for the first decade of the 2000s, there was a big emphasis on platforms and it was largely driven by the ERPs. But what happened was the platform became a hammer and everything was a nail. And what you ended up with was this gargantuan monolithic application that tried to solve all problems. But as is the case for, for many circumstances, when you try to do everything for everyone, you do very little well for anyone. And then in the next decade, uh, the, the 2010s, there was this distaste that grew. Cloud capabilities grew in popularity and capability. And you got this notion of, let's go best of breed. And best of breed brings its own challenges. You have integration patterns, you have different data models, and you start to lose some of the value of common knowledge, common skill sets. And so what Sri and Anjana talk about is the notion of platform-based thinking, platform-based strategies as an unlock to scale and why platforms are different now than they were in the early 2000s. And so, uh, it's just a really interesting way to think about how you can compete on a totally different axis in, in two very different industries and circumstances. Well, let's talk a little bit about that as well. We'll obviously hear in long form the conversation as it unfolded, but what interesting companies these are. Uh, Shri Santhanam from Experian, as I mentioned, uh, Anjana from Fresenius Medical Care. So very different organizations, but both uh, uh, for which the idea applies. Again, in brief, as we'll hear it in long form momentarily, talk a bit about the the, the power of their stories, if you would. Yeah, so with experience. Most people will know them from their B2C capabilities. They're credit, one of the big three credit bureaus in the United States. They also have a very large B2B aspect where they sell decision software, decision analytic capabilities to companies to make credit worthiness or risk-based decisions. What Sri talks about is when you're building from an innovation perspective, you need to pick the point in time when you start to move beyond use case driven to platform driven. And he talks about this healthy balance in product innovation and, and digital innovation as needing to be use case bound, obsess on solving a specific problem, but do so in a way that's portable and that will benefit a different, different levels uh, of value and adjacencies. And so one of the examples that Sri talks about, which I just found so fascinating, is the way that Experience done this to solve the problem of inclusive lending. And I won't steal his thunder, but listeners will enjoy that, that example. 
And for Anjana, being in the dialysis space, one of the biggest players uh, in the world, but especially with a major footprint in the U.S., um, she talks about a platform-driven approach to deliver precision medicine for patients. And that might feel antithetical to take a wide-ranging platform approach, but for the care of one individual. But that's what the art of the possible is. And so this notion of delivering, empowering the, the care provider, the medical professional, and the patient to have the experience they need for their health is extremely powerful and, and able to take those learnings of individual care and then port them over for the benefit of others starts to create a beautiful flywheel. And so both talk about examples of the way they've enabled it in their organizations and some of the specific examples of business value they've delivered. That's a great overview. Thank you so much, Chris. And now a quick word from our sponsor, Cisco, and the company's chief information officer, Jackie Gushalar. As we enter a time of hybrid work environments, Jackie wanted to take a moment to share how companies can stay ahead of this emerging trend and make informed decisions on the future of work. Jackie, over to you. Hi, this is Jackie Gushalar, SVP and CIO of Cisco. Today, we're at a unique time in history with the ability to redefine work. Work is no longer where you go, it's what you do and how you do it. And it is powered by the convergence of people, technology, and places. It's permanently reshaping expectations of both employees and employers alike. To navigate this changing landscape, Cisco's Hybrid Work Index can help you make informed decisions by providing global insights on people's preferences, habits, and technology use in the era of hybrid work. It's based on millions of global data points and insights to help you win the war for talent, accelerate your innovation, and enhance business safety and security. Search Cisco Hybrid Work Index to learn more. Thanks, Jackie. And now on to our broadcast. Well, without further ado, let's get to the conversation. Digital platforms as strategic growth drivers featuring uh, Sri Santhanam from Experian, Anjana Herve from Fresenius Medical Care in conversation with Chris Davis. Thank you, Peter. So a bit more on Anjana's background. Starting deep in the healthcare industry, uh, she recently became the first global CIO of her organization. And for those who are less familiar, this is a company that operates 4,000 dialysis clinics across the world, serving 344,000 patients worldwide, which yields roughly 54 million dialysis treatments in just last year alone, enabling a network of patients, healthcare providers, and physicians across all of those operations. From Experian, Sri started out with product management in the technology industry, a stint in consulting, and leads their global analytics and AI products. And many of you are probably familiar with Experian as one of the three largest credit bureaus in the United States, but they also have a strong B2B aspect to what they do. It's not just B2B. And I have a personal story where I had a credit dispute and I have to say Experian experience for me was by far the best out of working with the three bureaus. But there's also a lot that the organization does in enabling and selling decision analytics, not just where are we right now, but how should people engage with consumers and businesses going forward? And that turns out to be roughly a $5 billion organization. And so where I'd like to start this discussion for, for Sri and Anjana is understanding what do we mean by platform? Because it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And Sri, I'd like to start with you. You, you manage 
a book of business and the general manager of products and services that are sold to experienced customers. And I'm keen to, to get your thoughts on how do we define the word platform uh, for this conversation? That's an important question uh, for us, Chris. And if I give a little bit of context to experience for about a hundred plus years now, we've leveraged the power of data to bring sort of impact to business and consumers. Uh, but that reality is changing, particularly in the last decade and a half, where the value of core data in itself is slowly eroding. Now, we believe we have a very significant strategic moat around that. The pioneers who created the credit bureau had an immense amount of foresight. And that's not going away anytime soon, but value is migrating up the stack. So really the products, the services, what clients use our data for is starting to become quite sort of valuable. And the play for us is to step into that value chain and not offer our clients, not just the data, but also the products and services, which they utilize the data for and to actually make that job sort of easier. A big part of that is bringing analytics in the eye. So the whole question of how do we do that platforms become very relevant. And if you start to deliver products like services on the back of your data in an ad hoc way, then uh, that's not scalable. The economics don't quite work. And so for us, really a platform and one of the key plays, which like I kicked off when we started was to create a common foundation, both technical and commercial around a set of problems that we want to tackle with products and services. So that's how we see a platform. It's a common foundation uh, around technology and commercial. And it's different from traditionally what platforms were looked at like 15, 20 years ago, where really it's more of a customer facing proposition saying, hey, buy my platform and you can get that. Most of our customers, if we went and told them that, they'd look at us funny and say, ah, like, what are you trying to pull over me? Are you trying to lock me into something? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting insight, Sri, that um, your point on, in some ways, data is losing its value. And, and on the one hand, that almost feels like an antithetical point to the posters that you'll see of, oh, data is the new oil, data is the, the sole thing, but that value um, moves upstream. And what's really interesting about the comparison in contrast with Experian and Fresenius is there, there's different use cases. One is decision analytics about how people run their business in the future. But Anjana, a lot of the work that you're doing is enabling the patient experience in the moment and providing personalized care. And I'm curious if you could share, you know, some of the examples that we talked about, whether it's the hub strategy or others, about how your organization is taking a platform-centric mindset, but to really deliver care to dialysis patients worldwide. Sure, absolutely, Chris. Uh, I think if you think about Fresenius Medical Care, we uh, primarily the center of the entire strategy that we have is our patient, right? We're looking for how can we help our patient improve care um, and prevent things as much as we can or give them the right care. So the way we've been thinking about platforms is really what is the right platform for helping our patients manage their care to providing their information and bringing the consistency across every interaction we have with them. So whether it's uh, starting with the modality of uh, early kidney uh, disease care that, that starts chronic disease care all the way to if they do end up having to go to dialysis treatment itself, it's the user journey that goes across and we can have a platform that actually 
models that journey, if you will, and helps uh, ease the, the the pathway, if you will, as the, the patient goes from one modality to the other through this forum. And so, so we think about platforms in that way. And what we've been um, thinking about and the way we built our system is really the hub strategy, as you mentioned, which is at the core of it is the, the patient, but around that is patients, our care teams, which is integrated uh, clinicians that we bring together um, to, to care, take care of the patients, as well as our providers, our nephrologists who come in and help. So thinking of those three, um, but all centered around sort of the patient and how do we provide platforms that actually give that continuity of information, of insights, of making it easy for them to care, giving them and empowering them with the right data and insights to be able to, to manage things. So a very different way, I think, of thinking about it, but that connected health uh, fabric, if you will, starts to help us to stitch um, and, and bring all the right people to help support that patient at the center. Yeah, I think what's really interesting about both answers that you shared is this, this healthy tension between solving for the common, but also the unique uh, use cases. So in your, your example, Anjana, there's different personas. There's also different patients who are in their life cycle. And Sri, as you talked about, you don't lead with, hey, go buy my platform. Hey, here's a problem that I can solve. And so Sri, I'm really interested in your thought of uh, how, do, how do you go about identifying those business use cases? How do you make that decision of what do I do platform first versus use case first? How, how do you balance that tension in your, you know, your product development in your strategy conversations? Yes, it's a, it's an important question. One, you almost answer at the inception. So you never really have to ask, ask or even revisit that question in a deep way. Right. And uh, my belief is like often, if you're asking the question of a platform saying, can I identify more use cases, the platform's already become defunct, right? Uh, and uh, so, so in my mind, as like Anjana pointed out, like you create a platform on the basis of a theme of a family of problems that you really want to solve. In her instance, she's saying, really it's about empowering and enabling sort of like the consumer and the health vision and a set of things around that. Like for us, the family of problems at Experian is uh, there's a number of things around how lenders operate their business and the lending life cycle, which require AI, ML, data technology to come together. So our simple goal is to ensure that we can create a foundation which accelerates and really like reduces like 10, 20 X the time to really stand up those products and services. If you frame it that way, then uh, you answer that question once in the beginning and after that it's moot because really you go into that pool and say, okay, what's the next product and service I can to make my lender's life better or where can I go instead of help instead of do that, right? So it's very different from the sort of platform plays you saw in the early 2000s with SAP, which is like, well, oh, I've got this technical foundation. Let me think about how I can use that technology, right? So the yeah. platform is becoming more of a, a foundation around a business problem or a theme of values or a set of things which we can do. Uh, I also think the other reason for that is in the early 2000s, you had uh, just technology was at a different place. Just having two products have a common data foundation or products talk to each other or like having BI, like that was like a royal pain. So you needed like SAP to just get reports. You don't need that anymore now. Like 
most like well-designed microservices like can talk to other things like their API base. They can read into data from S3 buckets. So the notion of a platform saying I can get common reporting, all of that is like rapidly eroding, right? I think if it's purely to have bits of technology talk together, right? Increasingly that value with well-architected microservices is, is diminishing. So for, yeah. for us at Experian, the hard problem that a plat the platform solves is to stand up products powered by ML and AI on our sort of data, there's actually a, a suite of componentry that we want to actually build foundationally and make available, right? Like a, a gradient booster tree model, which runs on credit disk data and which can be trained. Like building it five times over in different sort of products is like very hard. So you actually want to make that component available and like for a bunch of problems which solve lending, you want to be able to bring that. So yeah. that's really how we think about use cases in the platform and what we do. Yeah, no, thank you, Shri. And Anjana, I want to uh, circle back to you. So we talked about the hub strategy mm -hmm. and there, there's also a mirror of that that we're now unpacking from a hub operating model where there's this federated notion of core central capability, but also enabling innovation at the edge. How have you built your team and your skill sets in order to enable that so that there isn't just a bottleneck at the center for those common components that Sri was talking about, but there's also people who can own an actual outcome and, and be obsessive about delivering value to the patient, to, to the healthcare provider? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. And we're actually in the middle of that, Chris, as we're thinking of the operating model and how we organize ourselves. I go back to what she said, and I think our entire strategy is really built on what I would call role-centric experiences. It really comes back to the problem we're trying to solve, but in this case, the care we're trying to provide uh, in, in my industry and my care, my um, use case, if you will. But looking at those role-centric, but workflows that kind of go through it, right? It's not just the experience. It's about how you go about doing it. What are the types of, types of insights you provide all along the way? So that being at the core of the strategy, we're trying to reorganize and our operating model around um, experiences as well as platforms. So platforms give us the ability to standardize scale, get commonality of ease of pulling everything in, but moving all of the differentiation uh, through our experiences to the edge, through the experience teams and through experience. And I know one of the panels on the earlier one, I talked about, it's about experiences, it's about processes, it's about workflows, embedding uh, insights into that. So it becomes part and parcel. It's not a, a report I go afterwards and go look for what should I be doing, look, looking back in the red, red view mirror. It's all about guided sort of uh, ways of improving care in, in, in my particular case. Um, so how do you make that part of the workflow? So it actually starts to guide the clinician to perhaps look at things a certain way or not just that can be provided to a patient and how they want to be uh, looking at their own care, things like that. So really we're pivoting ourselves into much more what I would call experiences slash process depending on the type of use case that we have to platform teams um, to enable that agility for us to drive standardization on one side, but at the same time, kind of bring innovation, speed, agility uh, into how we're thinking and providing the right services to our, our end users, if you will. Yeah, that, that's great. And uh, we've talked about thematically the, the role of platform. We've talked about the operating model, but now I wanna drill into a specific use case. We all read the news and if you just looked at a few sources, you might be led to believe that large technology platforms are all designed for evil. <laughs> and, and Shri, I think in our prep conversations, one of the things that you highlighted is uh, what experience doing around enabling inclusive lending. 
And Andana, we talked a lot about uh, personalized healthcare. And so there are virtues that we can drive in platform-based approaches. And Shri, I just want to invite you to talk a little bit about how Experience is tackling the opportunity or, or challenge of uh, enabling inclusive lending, please. Sure, and just a bit of context for sort of folks. If, if you look at uh, the US population today, roughly sort of 25, around 25% of the population falls into the category of what people will commonly refer to as credit invisibles. So uh, traditional methods of risk-based lending and assessment just don't have a way of assessing these sort of folks. And like as uh, a consequence, they don't have access to some of the most fundamental financial instruments needed to uh, lead everyday lives, to build businesses, to be successful as an individual. I think uh, for many of this, uh, many of us on this call as sort of immigrants, perhaps sort of first generation immigrants, that problem's fairly close to home. You can show up with uh, uh, very good education, very good sort of prospects, and you go to the credit bureaus and like they just don't know you. And like you can't even open a credit card with a $2,000 limit. Uh, and that's, of course, sort of fundamental problem. So, so why does that arise? I think that arises because. Uh, the data, the analytics, the models, the ecosystem is that and what sort of helps uh, the large financial institutions assess sort of risk. Uh, they're not sophisticated enough to take in that sort of additional information. And a big part of what uh, we're doing with uh, the platforms we're building is enabling that financial inclusion. Uh, right. And that includes three or four things. First, uh, bringing additional sources of data other than just the traditional credit files we had, uh, additional data to uh, get better information for sort of consumers and lenders, uh, additional information uh, which uh, uh, on the, the decisioning side as well, many of the lenders use a set of antiquated rules and policy decisions which were right for the time in which they were sort of created, but now sort of are no longer relevant. And really sophisticating the models, like uh, it's it's funny in, in the main, a significant number of uh, lenders still use like either standard scores or uh, traditional logistic regression models. Uh, but to build a, an ML path model, a gradient booster tree or something more sophisticated, which can be, which can have much higher discriminatory power is uh, expensive. It's a bit like, consumer retail experience like 20 years ago, where unless you are Amazon, you didn't quite have the technology and the capabilities to do that. So right. big part of our mission is to provide universal access to state-of-the-art lending data analytics and technology, and to bring that down the, the chain. Uh, right. The top 10, 20 banks will probably have some flavor of this, but there's over... 2,000 mid-sized lenders and, and like five to 10,000 sort of lenders and about 300 million consumers dependent on those folks. And our mission is to uh, enable that financial inclusion and fundamentally help people have access to credit. Right. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing that, Shri. And Anjana, we, we only have about a minute left in our session, um, but it, can you please maybe expand on, on one of the use cases in the way that you're delivering that personalized uh, medical care as well? Sure, absolutely. So when you think about personalized care around a patient, it's many aspects of it. One is looking at the 360 degree 
view of the patient. So we have just given the complexity of a kidney uh, disease itself, the, they're meeting a nephrologist, they're meeting um, a social worker, the dietitian. Um, they have uh, information that they have got that they want to be put in on how their um, their lifestyle and things like that. So really taking a 360 degree view of the patient, a longitudinal view of the patient. So I'm, you may end up going to a hospital versus you're um, being care, taken care of in a, in a clinic. How do you bring all of that information as well as variable information, things like that. So we're really looking at how do we stitch the best of all of that data to provide the most relevant, most personalized information, uh, both for care for the patient, as well as insights and recommendations for a clinician who's taking care of the patient um, to provide them different pathways. So, so many different aspects, I think it's fairly complex. A lot of, uh, as you can imagine, a lot of data points that have to come together to uh, be able to provide such insights, but it's uh, been a fascinating journey for us as we've thought about how do we really make this all about personalized care for the patient? Just this has been such an action-packed 20-minute uh, discussion. I wish we had more time, but to summarize, uh, we need to start with a platform-based strategy, be use case-driven, enable a platform product management structure, enable to federate innovation at the edge, but not lose sight of the problems that we're solving. Um, Anjana and Sri, thank you so much uh, for participating today. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Bye.